Uh, welcome back to our ongoing uh, serial or episodically modular serial series. Uh, it uh, follows a journey of a young woman, a girl, uh, growing up in a theme park. Uh, and this uh, it follows her journeys as she learns and grows. And it's very uh, sleepy. And a dense series, you could listen to it during the day, uh, but uh, it's mostly made to uh, help you drift off and to really immerse you on a couple different levels. Uh, and in order to transition into the story, I'm going to read you a Wikipedia article about the Pepper's Illusion, which is a technique used in theaters, amusement parks, museums, televisions, and concerts. It's named after John Henry Pepper who lived 1821 to 1900, who popularized it in a demonstration in 1862. Uh, you may have seen it uh, in rides or at uh, carnivals uh, where uh, something appears and then can change it. One character, like uh, your smiling buddy, turns into your happy buddy or frown, you know, like uh, Lionel Kitty City used to turn frown upside down. I don't know what they're going to do for Joffrey at Toys R Us if that frown will turn upside down. But uh, it was also used when Tupac went on stage uh, at Coachella in 2012, uh, Michael Jackson in 2014. And how it works, uh, let's see, is uh, an audience is viewing a stage or a room with objects in it. And then suddenly uh, other objects will fade in and out of the room. Or one object will magically transform into a different object. And it basically evolves a stage that's especially arranged into two rooms. Uh, one that people can see into, or the stage as a whole, in the whole. And the second is hidden to the side. It's called a blue room. And then a plate of glass or plexiglass is placed somewhere in the main room at an angle that uh, reflects the view of the blue room towards the audience. Uh, generally, this is arranged with the blue room to one side of the stage and the plate rotated around at 45 degrees. Uh, the glass really is, has to be clean and invisible. Uh, normally, the lower edge has to be hidden in patterning on the floor and make sure that lights aren't reflecting off it. And when the lights are bright in the main room and dark in the blue room, the reflected image cannot be seen. Uh, but when the lights go on in the blue room, often with the main room lights dimming to make the effect more pronounced, the reflection becomes visible. And the objects from the blue room just uh, seem to appear. A common variation uses two blue rooms, one behind and one to the side, which can be switched uh, Visible or invisible by alternating lighting. A hidden room might be an identical mirror image of the main room, so it's reflected uh, image matches the main room. Uh, this pro approach is making is useful in making things appear or disappear. Or you can add a person or morph a person. Uh, or the hidden room might be painted black uh, with only light-colored objects. Uh, so that they could be superimposed or appear to be floating. Uh, let's see. Jim Bat 
Battista della Porta was a 16th century Neapolitan scientist and scholar uh, with uh, numerous innovations, including the camera obscura. In his uh, 1584 work, uh, Magica Naturalis, Natural Magic, includes a description of the illusion, uh, which is cool. Then John Pepper and Henry Dirks uh, at the Royal Polytechnical uh, Institute in London uh, that was the first uh, permanent science-based institution in 1838. Uh, uh, Pepper joined their staff and uh, became a professor in Dirks. Uh, was famous for a bunch of uh, illusion-based performances in the theater, but they had to rebuild the theater, which was very expensive. Uh, then Pepper saw Dirks' illusion. They, they set one up at the Royal Polytechnic, uh, and he realized, hey, we could modify this uh, to incorporate into existing theaters. So they did something with uh, Charles Dickens' uh, play, and this is the kind of thing you've seen at amusement parks uh, in. Uh, Different really famous amusement parks, uh, even in uh, Turbite Manor in uh, Nashville, uh, attractions and, you know, seasonal attractions, we'll say, uh, m you know, mysteries that could be solved, uh, even museums like the Abraham Lincoln uh, Presidential Library and the Museum of Wellington City and Sea. Uh, Hogwarts Express has it, uh, London Science Museum. Uh, even uh, there's a John McEnroe shows up at the Wimbledon Tennis and Lawn Museum, or Lawn and Tennis Museum. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson at the Manchester United Museum. Uh, yeah, so that's just a, a few of them. There's even, there's plenty more uh, in the, it tells you used it like to use it with teleprompters as an implementation. Um, on the show Magic School Bus, uh, and an audience with Les Dawson, uh, movie Home Alone, and Sherlock, uh, and episode of The Mentalist, uh, and in concerts, as we said, uh, with Tupac and other famous people. So uh, that's a little bit about the uh, Pepper's Illusion effect. Uh, and uh, as the, all of the lights uh, slowly dim, but there's still an undertone of warm light there, uh, softening the edges, but filling the room with the warmth uh, that sets you at ease as you drift uh, a little bit deeper with uh, rest, uh, you start to see uh, the outside of a stone building, gray stones, but there's something, you can't quite put your finger on it, cartoony about uh, the old gray stone building. Ah, uh, yes, when you came... Uh, maybe, maybe you did see my exterior first with the stones, it was the towers, the great stone tower, which was supposed to be the peeper or whatever that draws people to my attraction. And then it was supposed to look like the outside of a castle. But instead of goyles, those goyles that wa were played as water spouts, we had corn. 
and uh, uh, what are those uh, fruits? Uh, horns of plenty, and uh, broccoli, uh, and statues, and carvings. Uh, instead of uh, what are, like uh, Corinthian columns, we had carrot columns and celery columns. And so the uh, exterior, which it did hold up a bit, uh, you know, it was a creative thing of like, oh, this is an old castle that loves its uh, vegetables and some fruits, uh, rutabaga, you know, there was also rutabagas, a roof, uh, whatever those things are called on the ramparts uh, where you would stick your head up in between two things. It could be rutabagas or potatoes. You'd say, oh, this is an interesting old castle, but that tall tower, uh, just to set back with a grand, grand view. And it was in a, t- a tower which you could see somewhat far away, but when you were close, it was, it was, uh, it played tricks with you. It was a very, very forced perspective, uh, narrowing and narrowing and narrowing, but it was also a tall tower, but you could never go to the top because it was such a forced perspective that when you were close, you could, it was very well done. Not perfectly, obviously, because they had to say, well, if you're this far away in the park, we can't have you seeing a stone tower because now you're in the place of future. But yes, it was the, the symbols of a healthy eating. And then you, there was also on the ground level to show uh, the meats. You know, there wasn't a lot of dairy, we, 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 which you would, I don't know, when you came, you clearly, uh, as we spent time with one another, you know, we don't communicate, but you communicated with me because I said, what do I don't recall if you would ask me in the times you were wandering through me, looking upon me. I couldn't have recalled. I'd say, well, I don't recall what that scene was about. Uh, I could feel my outside, and I guess I was in a very, very long slumber. I don't know about the other attractions, if they had been watching the whole time. But I think I fell into a deep slumber, and I could feel my outside. You know, it's, it's when you have a column, that's a carrot. You know it's a column of a carrot, but a lot of other things had faded. And because the audio soundtrack, even hearing the audio and the guests going through the attraction in the carts, uh, the horse, you know, a cart driven by goats or horses or ponies or mules, uh, I didn't remember very much. I said, okay, I see these carts that are in here, parked around, not moving. But yes, you came and started to walk around. But you arrived and you kind of woke me up and I, I said, oh, there's things that do stick out to me. Uh, beauty in the darkness. Uh, it was one thing that rang through. Uh, though I don't ever, I, I just had that there, like at the back of my mind. Uh, uh, things about l- looking into places that you can't see everything. And that it was a bit of a twist and a departure. And that uh, I had a sense that uh, the guests weren't always pleased with me. And I said, what did, did I, was I, but I knew I was, I could feel that I was somewhat ancient because I had iron in me in, in, in a much more solid 
construction than some of the newer attractions. I could sense, I said, oh, this is old iron. I'm not iron. My sides went iron, though. That's uh, funny that you say that. I guess that's me talking to me. But I said, how have I forgotten myself? Uh, And then you came and started walking through bit by bit, uh, following along my track, which was not hidden at all, and just a simple metal strip uh, upright, a T with the floor, perpendicular to the floor. And that provided the power and the guidance, I guess, for the carts. Uh, that made the horses pretend to move their legs and occasionally move their head. You pushed, you had to push them. And, but you came in and I said, hmm, who is, who is this? Uh, at first I, I said, where, where have I been? What have I, uh, where, where, okay, I, I can feel my body. Okay, so, uh, and then I could feel where I was, and I could feel my own iron bones, and I could feel the corn. And I said, okay, this outside feels familiar here. And this person, this guest, but she's not a guest, and why is she just walking around willy-nilly? You know, she's not a cast, uh. A member, what is a cast? A member of cast. And then you started poking and prodding and look at me with interest, but with an interest, uh, I don't know, that was so soft and and so curious. Uh, I wish I could have told you if I could have unlocked my secrets uh, uh, to you. Uh, But I was excited to be discovered nonetheless. I was excited to have you here very quickly. And that you felt comfortable enough uh, to stay with me. And, you know, I don't have a lot of interactions or grape. I was in a, you know, like I said, I was in a deep, deep, deep sleep. And you seem determined. Uh, I don't know if you were on a quest to help me remember who I was. Uh, but when you came, you walked through and stayed with me and pondered and pondered. I think wondering why you couldn't immediately figure out uh, the uh, the meaning, you know, the meaning of my attraction or the, the uh, oh, where was I? It, it happened to me again, but, oh, yes, you, got, you started gathering supplies, and I think you had been with enough attractions that you said, okay, this is the loading and unloading area. This is where... Uh, I'm going to get a big grasp on what 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 is she, what she's about if if she is me. And you started bringing paints in because I had once had a mural, uh, and because uh, uh, because of my construction, it was uh, leading into my ride. It looked like you were going into a side door of a castle, up a garden path. Uh, and it was a thick door that they actually closed at night. So when they closed the park, the door was closed. Uh, but even so, the humidity and the elements, I guess, got in. And the mural had, uh, it had faded and, I guess, peeled away. But what was interesting was whoever had sketched out the mural or planned it had used some sort of permanent uh, black ink or paint. So while there was no color... 
And while the outline, it was, there was an outline to a story. It wasn't a perfect outline. And so you started with black paint and a paintbrush and you started completing the rest of the outline. I think you concluded, as did I, that, uh, oh, the loading and the unloading, because this was a simple attraction, not like these fancy attractions with the cues and the interactive. Uh, you just went through a winding queue and you got on a cart, uh, uh, two to three people, two adults and one child, or one adult and one child per cart. A child in the middle or on the right side, please. On the inside, right side, left side, right side. Yeah, but you could see that there was two sets of murals, uh, but they were mirroring each other in some way, story-wise. And you started to paint the loading mural first, uh, which told a tale. And yours was, your painting technique was... Uh, <laughs> I did remember, I said, okay, this is not like those paid painters that would come during my refurbishments, and uh, your work was not exacting, and you didn't use a drop gloss. I remember they used a drop gloss and blue tape and supervisors and uh, reference paintings and discussions about color. Yours was much more of your impressions of how it should go. Uh, but your impressions were good, uh, that it was, uh, this king and this queen, uh, had discovered, uh, this, 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 uh, this thing going through the kingdom that was giving everyone tummy aches and, uh, bags under their eyes and lethargy. These are words I heard you practicing, actually. I learned them from you. I remembered them from you. And that then they discovered that it was this candy uh, that too too many people the 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 kingdom had been penetrated too deeply by candy. What once was just a passing fad, the king had thought. Uh, and then the mural showed that even the king fell under the spell of the candy, increased candy consumption, and then the king. Uh, in many people, the candy had a high, it took a high toll on the kingdom. And the queen, she was very unhappy, and she banished candy from a kingdom forever. Yet another tale as old as time. But the queen was uh, quick with a dog, quick with quick with child, I think they say. And right after, not long after, she triumphed and uh, with military might uh, over candy. Raised to the fields of sugar cane. And, uh, you know, the candy loyalists were thrown out of the kingdom forever. A band uh, that she raised her child up in a world where children could be healthy and eat uh, eat well. A queen that cared about the ch ch children's health. And the, then, uh, I don't know at what point uh, you, you, you decided, okay, well... This other one also shows a queen, and and so you said, "Well, let me hold off on the uh, on the uh, exit mural." But we had seen on her throne that it was Queen Goji, and you were Princess Zenaida, and uh, she loved you so. 
And then we entered the ride and showed the queen, you know, and all these healthy children playing. And you grow, princess, not you, you, but uh, you, princess Anida, uh, growing. Uh, but then the, the queen being very protective of her daughter and having her live in the tower where you would gaze out at the people. And the next, that was when you actually went into the ride, the ride went around, uh, like a, the view of your room and then went through your window where you were looking out another window and one of your nursemaids was there, a girl not that different in age than you, but she was working and you called to her. Now this part you had to do a lot of work on because it didn't have tronics, uh, but, you know, character figures uh, that you needed to kind of replace parts and come up with hair for and repaint uh but this was a room it was a room inside a girl's bedroom it was another girl's bedroom uh which you made yours which i found funny and you tried to, to, to design the room you you i guess you had a book uh, uh that you would sit there reading about a medieval you know i don't know where you got these books uh, somewhere else in the park presumably but uh where you would see, well, this is what uh, the kingdom castle looks like, uh, historical. So you put a chamber pot in there. Thank you for not using that chamber pot. Uh, and you got the girl, and you showed it, and then there was an illusion that was supposed to show her looking out a window, and then a boy was supposed to appear down there. I did not know any of this, uh, and it took you a long time to figure out these techniques of how they would use the mirrors and the glass and the lighting, your patience. Uh, but that uh, she was watching her window, and then a boy would appear in the square, and uh, we would be in the square. We would go out of that room into the square and be looking up uh, after she had looked out the window and seen the boy appear. And once we were close up with the boy, we would see the boy eating candy. And we would hear the princess. Uh, so then you had to figure out, uh, what is the story here? There's a boy outside eating candy. She's watching him. And then we went, after the town square, we went back into your room. Uh, well, actually, it was a kitchen. No, it was a kitchen of the castle where the maid was there again. And you were asking her about the candy. I guess I'm, I'm equating you and the princess. I guess I'm sorry for that. But, uh, you know, you were my princess restoring my memories. Or maybe this was never the tale. I don't know. But it makes it makes me. So you painted all of those scenes. And I guess you had learned about black lights. So, you you know, the town square was like a. It was just lit with so the cobblestones that looked like they had moon and water on them. And so the candied wrapper of the boy was eating some sort of a chuckle bar. The wrapper was very bright for you to catch it from all the way up in your tower. And you worked on the thing. And you started recording your own audio, which I thought was interesting. And I said, how does she know all these things? She comes to me. Uh, who is this young woman, old enough for herself to be a princess or a ma maid or a, a nursemaid or whatever you call these things? Uh, but the next one was in the kitchen, and it was the princess uh, talking to a maid, saying, What was that boy eating out there outside my window? 
And you had said, well, this is candy. He's eating some candy. And she uh, she said, it's my brother, so please don't tell on him. Uh, and you said, oh, that's a, that's your brother. Uh, interesting out there, eating candy. Uh, but then the princess in the next scene, which we just followed, it just followed from the kitchen uh, to the throne room. And this was our first real scene with the queen. And she was there ruling and looking glowingly, which took you a lot of work to add in jewels and make things glow. And maybe you put too much makeup on. I don't know if queens wear as much makeup as you painted on the queen, but she looked more like a jester. Yeah, but then the princess was there saying, Mama, what is candy? Uh, and the mother saying, what do you speak of candy? That you took your father, the king, away from us uh, and so many of our people. It is banned. Where did you hear of this candy? And then you didn't want to tell on your maid's brother, because he had given he had given her a look, you know, and you seemed to have captured that uh, in his eyes with the white against the black light really popping, along with the date glow colors of the candy bar wrapper. Uh, but back to the scene, you know, the mother scene with her saying, never have candy and really berating you. Yeah, or the princess, princesses and Ida. And then the princess in her room, uh, yet again, uh, looking out the window, but really staring at the moon and uh, uh, looking for the boy. We're pretending to look at the moon, but looking for the boy. And uh, drawn in to this uh, thing between her mother and the candy, and curious. Uh, and then this one was a projection illusion of uh, t- just turning the corner. And as you turn the corner, you could see uh, her head looking out of another forced perspective tower at a projection against the room of the boy. Uh, waving up to the tower and then following. Uh, and then th- then we would go, we followed right into the scene of uh, the boy was uh, following behind a cart that was dropping candy. And then we see the reveal that the princess is following the boy. And this scene was uh, quite a construction for you because it had different... Uh, what is called conveyor belts, one for the candy moving at one speed uh, to make everything look like it give it motion, and the cart was moving away. And then to make the princess and the boy moving at different speeds, and then the boy reaching down to pick up the candy uh, that was falling out of the back of an open sack on this wagon. Uh and then the boy having his own sack of candy, and then turning again, because then a dog on the back of the cart realizing it and barking. I couldn't believe it, and you do a great bark, uh, recording and and re-putting re- this into the attraction. You say, you're giving me voice again. And then the, the meeting over the candy, running off uh, away. Now, some of this... Uh, you know, we would have to fill in for ourselves if, as the guests, I guess. I, I put myself as a guest of yours in some sense. Uh, but of them sharing their first candy together and him saying, well, my name is uh, is Hari. Uh, you know, you met my sister Bo. 
you saying, well, I'm a prison is an Ida. And, and then them sharing the candy by fireside. And then uh, the princess eating two, you know, eating, you know, for her, a few candy bars. Uh, and I don't know if it's ever filled in, you know, that this was some sort of black market candy tear or something. I don't even recall. Uh, but it's that, uh, then you had some candy, and your tummy started to rumble, but you fell deep asleep, and that's when uh, the attraction went through a misty wall, and doors that looked misty and opened into your dream. And this was the part of the ride, was just like big wood paintings that would move back and forth, uh, and walls and spinning things, which took a lot of painting for you, and light adjusting. A lot of bright colors against uh, black walls of uh, strange uh, walking candies and sad crying celery and blo- broccoli for you, sad for you for eating candy. And of, uh, you know, candies uh, like uh, chattering and you're spinning and you swimming in chocolate and then kissing Hari. And uh, for giant, uh, those were gummy bears. I don't think you knew what it, maybe you did know what a gummy bear was, because I had heard uh, from another attraction not that long ago that you yourself had gotten into some of the candy at one of the shops, uh, one of the warehouses uh, where it was preserved, and that you did even worse than the princess, eating and eating and eating the candy until you were very, you know, not feeling good. And maybe you had the same type of candy-driven dream uh, that was both good and uh, strange, we'll say. And there was no pink elephants in this dream, but that would be what they would equate it with, is a pink elephant-filled dream. This was just strange. You say, well, hello, I'm Mr. McChip. Uh, That one, I don't know if the audio was already saved, that you would have known someone was named Mr. McChip. But you had learned your, your lesson with the candy, and now you don't, uh... I guess you do... Well, well, I guess this plays into everything. Why should I get ahead of things in the attraction? Getting ahead of myself within myself is, uh, I've never said before. But, yes, so the dream was a, a bit wild, a bit, uh, fantastic, and... Uh, you didn't have the music, but you did find crazed music to blare and, uh, you know, tooting and effects of strange, you know, dreamlike characters. They'd say, what am I, are you some sort of uh, licorice bird You're here to take me away to the sky, happy sky place? Uh, and then we were out of the dream and the next scene. Now, you stayed a lot of time to contemplate all these things. And I think this is what the caretaker, I don't know, uh, I guess I'm projecting on the caretaker and you and the queen uh, and the princess. Uh, but uh, to say, uh, will, will you be like the princess and tempted so? And what would happen without a queen? Because in the next scene is when the queen, you, you are at the campsite. The princess is at the campsite. Here I am projecting, projecting, projecting. And the queen and her her, her soldiers, uh, her knights, uh, find you at the campsite alone. No hurry there. 
but you curled up warm with blankets, uh, and her face tear-streaked, missing her daughter, is finding you wrapped, uh, surrounded by empty candy wrappers, and her not happy at all, uh, and her wanting to know what happened, and you saying nothing about Hari or Bo, but just talking about following the uh, black market candy tear, and your mother being so furious, 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 uh, and putting you, saying you will stay in the tower where there's not away, you way away from the candy, and I don't know if you should even have a view outside. And so she covered your windows, uh, and you sat in your room there. The princess sat in her room, and you redid this. This was uh, a couple small scenes, uh, but then there was a scene of her in her room. Again, we returned to her room, and uh, this one had rotating things. So you slowly went around the room, and the room turned. It looked like it was the same room, but a lot of times you were crossing into a new room that looked similar. But I had you sulking, and then you getting into bed and finding a candy heart below your pillow, and then the candy hearts slowly appearing, they had writing on them, miss you, love you, and then they did a thing with your headboard, which was just a circle wheel of candy hearts, uh, kind of showing that slowly the message was saying, trust my sister, eat this candy, think of me, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then the sister coming and saying, oh, are you getting, thank you for protecting me and Hari. You know, our family is a part of the Candy Kingdom. Um, and uh, we, we, he wants to see you when your mother's so upset with candy. We think we have an idea for you to get out of trouble and be able to look outside again. Your mother's headed off to meet with the King of Gourds, who's a a hardliner against candy. And we think she's going there to, you know, to end candy forever. To, you know, you work with the King of Gourds. Uh, so we thought you could bring your mother, give your mother this present. We have it wrapped and ready to go. She's leaving tomorrow. And when she's gone, she'll miss you and she'll open this gift and she'll think of you. And at the same time, uh, uh, well, we have a plan, but just give your mother this gift. And the princess was, she, she was a little nervous about this because she didn't know what was, it, what was in the gift. Don't worry, your mother will love it. And she'll forgive you. It'll make everything better. And then the next scene of her giving her mother the gift and the mother kissing her. And uh, then the next scene after that is uh, uh, her door being opened by a royal messenger saying your mother was uh, captured. Uh, placed under, you know, busted by the king of gourds for candy possession in his kingdom. It is outlawed no matter who you are. And uh, uh, then you realizing you had set your mother up to be busted by the king of gourds. Uh, and you sitting out looking for Hari and Bo. And the people in the kingdom saying, but you're in charge, you're the queen. And you're saying, you're saying don't worry, I'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, uh, where is my maid named uh, Bo? And then you easily find, a little too easy, I don't think the princess realized that it was too easy to find Hari and Bo getting ready to leave. Uh, 
and that uh, that you got in the that uh, you fell asleep, let's say, in the back of a wagon as they ran off uh, with you. And then the princess reawakens in yet another scene in the Candy Kingdom, which, oh boy, did not look uh, appetizing. Everyone did look down. Yeah, but Hari and Bo, it was quickly realized that Hari was not Bo's brother, but Bo's son, and that Bo was uh, some sort of uh, uh, magic user, that she was not the official queen of the candy people, but the ostensible leader, and that she was going to keep you... Uh, and, you know, use you as a tool, like, uh, negotiating. And that also they were moving. They were going to, you know, draw in the gorge troops while they went into your mother, you know, they went into your kingdom. And you were faking it. There was a princess Zenaida saying, oh, no, you've tricked me so. But really inside you were quite upset. Uh, but the whole time Hari was watching you. And you sensed that, uh, that this was more than just uh, a sweet, sweet temptation of candy. And that uh, you weren't the only one. And uh, so you sat and you said, well, you know, I, I, I like, uh, you pretended to eat candy. And then you asked to see the queen and or whatever they, she called herself. I think she did sell herself the candy queen, but it wasn't. she wasn't actually a queen. Uh, but she was their leader. And you said, well, could I talk to you and Hari? Uh, I have another idea, you said. You see, uh, I love uh, candy and I love uh, Hari, I think, uh, and to be honest, I've looked at your troops and not even, you don't even stand a chance against my mother's reserve troops, which would be there at the castle waiting. Even with me, you know, my mother really isn't a negotiator anyway, so she won't be swayed. But uh, if Ari and I were married, if I was in love with Ari, which I am, now you, that was a winkety wink wink, uh, that, uh, that I could be, he would be then uh, the rightful heir, right? Uh, and I'm sure mother would be, I could work things out with my mother, or that uh, it would change things. She, she would be driven to a choice. Uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't remember this spot, because uh, I don't know, I'm always forgetting it, but you also leaked it out. Uh, you know, the soldiers that were listening in the, you know, the Queen's Guard or whatever, they had heard they stood no chance. Uh, because they had, had too much candy, more candy, less training. And it was, uh, you know, not from sugar cane. It was some other, you know, other candy creation, some other sugar source. And so the queen actually said, hmm, well, I think this is an idea. Let's uh, plan the wedding. And uh, soon they had a wedding. Where that was another scene. Uh, these, these again were having. I said maybe there wasn't this many scenes in my original traction. Uh, but he said, okay, okay. And meanwhile, you like uh, you, you married Hari. That was shown, and and then it was just Princess Zenaida went right into action, and uh, said, you know who's queen now. Uh, uh, I am, because uh, Hari's not a king, and you're not a queen, candy queen, self-proclaimed. Uh, 
you know, this is within the provenance of my mother's kingdom. And, uh, I'm taking command of the candy kingdom in order to save it. Uh, and it will only be a matter of time between, you know, my mother and the God King work things out and they come here. And you're hemmed in by the God King on one side and my mother on the other side. And, the, you know, the Forest of Lost Dreams is the only other place to go. And we know there's no candy there. So those of you in this kingdom, you could place uh, a hurry and bow under arrest uh, on my behalf or... You know, you could see how things work out with them. Uh, and, you know, if, you know, whatever state I'm in, you know, my mother's ire. I'm sure you've heard about my mother's ire, haven't you? And the soldiers of the Candy Kingdom did not even delay. And uh, they placed Harry and Bo under the, you know, under the watch. And, uh, you know, they went and visited very quickly, uh, the, the princess and Ida. Now, the, this is where they said, well, I, I mean, I don't know. Did this really happen in my original attraction? Uh, but that Hari and Bo, you know, they went to the big farm, uh, the big candy kingdom in the sky. And that uh, you sent word uh, uh, to the, the your kingdom uh, back uh and then you sent word uh, that you were gathering both uh, forces, uh, your mother's forces and the candy forces, and uniting them, and kind of dividing them together, uh, and also offering a small bit of candy to every soldier uh, within your mother's kingdom. Uh, but uh, like uh, saying, well, now we're taking uh, this king, this god king's got some nerve. Uh, and then you march down the god king's kingdom. And you surrounded it, uh, and, you know, there was just uh, the, the glyphs, glyphs of uh, many tears on one side, and then, you know, the force of lost dreams. Uh, so the God King was quick to give up the God King's uh, uh, crown, and, you know, God King actually visited that tear, you know, and your mother was freed. And you said, Mother, this is only one condition here. You know, we'll unite all the kingdoms in our land now. Our lost brothers and sisters who overindulged in candy. And our people who prospered under your rule, Mother, but who secretly longed for candy. And the candy gods, we don't even know what we're dealing with. You know, hardliner, even hardliner than you, Mother. And uh, I have an idea of uh, returning candy to our kingdom. You know, one day a month uh, we'll have candy day uh, where you could consume candy. Now you shouldn't consume all you want, you know, uh, but you can if you wish. Uh, and on that day, you know, the candy stores will be open and uh, people can consume candy. And, you know, the rest of the month, no candy, just like you like, Mother. No candy any other day, and we'll prosper. And that led, this was the final part of the tale told in the uh, last mural, was everyone happily, you know, celebrating and eating candy in moderation, uh, which I think was something that once you, once Princess uh, Zenaida ruled. She said, well, let's just have moderate candy consumption, period. Which, uh, hint, 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 was because the bride was, uh, I did remember this because it was, that was like in the placard outside in permanent brass, uh, 
you know, was sponsored by one of the mega, you know, one of the candy kingdom, kingdom ears. But I think your hardest job in restoring my memory was in those illusions, uh, where you had to find the way to adjust the lighting and the paint so that one side of the room, when lit, would create these illusions. You know, the illusion of the candy being dropped, uh, the boy outside the window eating the candy, or some of the strange things in your candy dreams uh, that you really worked hard on. But I wondered as you went through this and, and I said, maybe she added some things in here. Was this really what I was about? Uh, a journey through candy and the consequences of uh, an all or nothing outlook on candy. Was that who I was? Or was I something else? I don't, now I know that this, and, and I'm more now of an impressionist version of that. Uh, I don't know if the founder would recognize I think you really did capture the essence of the story, though. As uh, as different as your art is, you were very good in the dream section, and your uh, some may say your overuse of black light effects and of the Pepper's illusion, but you seemed hooked in the auditory. You loved uh, you like sound effects too. I noticed, uh, like uh, the mules uh, passing gas every once in a while. I said, "How did she do that?" Uh, quite a bit, but I wondered if you were, you were there for the deeper message of the ride of these temptations and costs and the natural, and the ire of the parents to say, no, 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 no. But yet something else drawing you, drawing your attention naturally uh, uh, to the to the candies to say, hey, look at this dark chocolate here. Oh, come to our kingdom. We have such a, a sweet sugar treats to draw you in. If you, if you noticed that, uh, that, uh, that maybe I think, I think the, uh, the caretaker's worried about the same for you. Of, uh, curiosity getting the cat. Uh, but you got the cat, I think, one time. So I don't know. But thank you for helping me remember. Uh, I've appreciated the time we've spent together and you resting here with me and repainting me with each little brush stroke, uh, brushing and painting and dipping color by color, uh, inch by inch, patch by patch, uh, restoring me a good night. I want to thank everybody who supported the show recently. I want to thank uh, Sarah on Venmo. Thanks, thanks, and good night. And Valerie on Venmo. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, also making some one-time donations on PayPal. I want to thank uh, Carol. I want to thank Brenda. Thank you, thanks, and good night. I want to thank Alexander and Beverly. Thank you, thanks, and good night. I want to thank Hal and Katie. Thank you, thanks, and good night. I want to thank uh, Sherry and Robin. Thank you. Thanks and good night. I want to thank uh, Stephanie and Catherine. Thank you. Thanks and good night. And I want to thank uh, Lisa and Camille. Thank you. Thanks and good night for the support on Pay Pay PayPal and Venmo. 
And I want to thank some people for reviewing the podcast. Celine in BC says it's science. Podcast is Pavlovian for me. Mm, 62 uh, exclamation point pound A uh, from the UK says amazing. Sends me straight to sleep and uh, usually I struggle. He seems like a great dude. My boar bud. Uh, Clue Ken. Good old Clue Ken. Give me a clue who you are, Ken. Yeah, best podcast ever. If you haven't seen me, you got to try this. I'm not sure it's for everyone. Uh, but uh, the way it works, it, do, it helps me sleep every night. Uh, Babs with a Z091719. Uh, hands down the best. Uh, scooter supportive, soothing, kind presence is just what I need. You've been dealing with a lot. And I wholeheartedly recommend it to friends and family and children and anyone dealing with a lot of different stuff. Uh, just interesting to keep you focused, but not stimulating enough to keep you awake. Used to listen to BBC, but found that, you know, kept me awake. Thanks, Scooter. Uh, A. Misa 13 says, love it. I love the show since the very beginning. It made me sleep so well. I've had uh, so much insomnia that I was willing to try everything. Meditation. Guided meditation, relaxing music, but nothing worked until I found sleep with me. I recommend it all the time. Thank you. Uh, Shorty Medic from Canada says, uh, My SIL recommended this podcast, and OMG, it's magic. I'm a terrible sleeper, can't never fall asleep or stay asleep. With this podcast, I easily get to sleep, and if I wake up, I'm right back to sleep by continuing to listen. Amazing. Uh, AK listener says, uh, a hard time sleeping. This is a podcast for you. I'm one of those. As soon as my head hits the pillow, my brain starts racing. I Google things and fell asleep and ran across sleep with me and haven't had that problem since. A perfect distraction from a busy mind. White noise to lull me to sleep. You can listen every night or you can listen when you're just having a hard time. It's up to you. Thanks so much, Scooter. You're a sleep saver. Thanks, AK. Uh, how about... Uh, uh, F. John, who's from Canada, who says, Five sludgy, sleep-inducing stars. Uh, what a unique and wonderful concept for a podcast. I thought it wouldn't really work, but I was wrong. Count me in as one of those people who seems to fall asleep uh, uh, pretty soon. Uh, the podcast creator is uh, very dedicated, uh, crazy and sweet. Uh, so thanks, everybody, uh, for reviewing the show uh, over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can do that over on Apple Podcasts on your phone or on your iTunes on your computer. Thanks.